This is your storyteller, and I'm back with a new episode called The Sound of Time. I thank you for listening. I pray that you will enjoy it in the same way that you enjoyed Sweet Isabel. The Sound of Time. What you thinking about Miss Callie? She was always sitting on her porch, just waiting to talk to somebody. I was faithful to take my noonday stroll with pen and paper in hand, ready to hear more of her stories about time. Miss Callie, I was told, was 80 years old. A nice-looking brown-skinned lady. Her once good hair. That was what we call straight and wavy hair. Good hair. Hers was now very thin and scraggly. Scraggly on the ends. Because no one trimmed it. But I would fix that before I began to write. Sometimes she was not even in the mood to have me mess with her hair or grease down her ashy body. But I knew how to get her in the mood. Miss Callie needed me. And in many ways, I needed her. I'm here, Miss Callie, I said. What you thinking about? She looked up at me and said, Sound and time. Just time. I smiled at her. I'm ready for you. Are you ready for me, Miss Callie? She said, you got time? (laughs) She laughed. (laughs) I never saw any of her family members visit. I never saw flowers or pretty cards in her room. But the staff, thank God, had taken a liking to her. And they paid a lot of attention to her to this quiet, sad-eyed, sweet lady who was always laughing, who always had a penchant for remembering her manners. Whenever someone did anything for her, including me, she clasped her bony hands together, nodded her head, and said, Thank you, baby. Even when she didn't feel like talking, her eyes spoke for her. Those eyes of hers had so many languages. And thank God, I had gotten to know all of her languages. I had gotten to know her pretty well. I knew her well enough to know 
how she felt, what she thought, what she wanted to say and couldn't say. I knew all of her languages. Whenever Miss Callie cried, she never boohooed or screamed. There would always be just a few teardrops. They would run slowly down her face, almost in a slow motion, as if they were making a statement of sorts. That was kind of hard to watch. For me, it would have been easier to just see her boo-hoo-hoo rather than watch her slow, trickling tears making their statement. But it was still okay. She deserved to occupy her space any way she wanted to. And though hard to watch, I respected that. The staff knew that I was coming, so they would always have her ready, as ready as they had time to. Hmm. It was only the staff that had to ready her. Like I said, there was no family. They would have her sitting out on the porch. She just sat looking and smiling at me, nodding her head with clasped hands, thanking me profusely for coming. I motioned my lips and kissed her face. I breathed gently on her now motioned face, hoping that my breath would linger until it was time for her to fall asleep. I took her hands and placed them on the wet spots where I strategically placed wet kisses on her face. I was hoping that when she became scared or felt lonely, she would lift up her bony fingers and touch the wet spots where the love still lived, where the life still beckoned her. That was what I hoped. She was now ready. I could see her body relax. I took out my special potion of grease and rubbed her down. I liked seeing the shine on her skin. She looked so pretty when she was all shined up. When she was all shined up, I can imagine what she looked like when she was a young girl. I became a little sad, wondering, where was her daughters? Were their daughters? Why no one came to shine her up? Why did they let her skin become so ashy? I wanted her to look pretty. 
I wanted her to shine. When I finished with her, I would always say, Shine, Miss Callie. Shine. After I finished greasing her down, I put my special potion of lavender lotion on top of that shine. I massaged it into her skin with all the tender love that I had. My fingertips were like magical piano notes all over her body. I knew how to touch her thin skin without hurting her. I just knew. I gave special care as I massaged her temple, her forehead, and the back of her head. Where were the people? Where was her daughter? Was there a niece? Was there a granddaughter? I didn't know, but she had me. I'm here, Miss Callie. I'm here. I began to sing to her as she lay her head back, smiling and clasping her hands together. What you thinking, Miss Callie, I ask. What you thinking? She put her fingers to her ear, laughing. She said, oh, I can hear the sound of things. You know, she said, everything has a sound. Still holding that one finger to her ear, she began reminiscing. And she began talking in kind of a whisper. Sitting on that broke down step, I could hear the airplane in the air a mile away. I never knew where it was going, but the sound took me right along with it. The passengers, I didn't know where they were going. She repeated it again. But there I was, traveling right along with the paying passengers. I rode for free. (laughs) You know, she said, traveling had a sound. It took you far, far above whatever ailed you, a place where the crawly things can't come. The sound was like water falling and dropping into more water. And the water keeps falling and dropping, not hurting nobody, not hurting anything. It's just falling and dropping and flowing. And there I am, inside of the water, traveling with the water, falling and dropping and flowing.
I became lost by virtue of the child in me. She kept repeating the words, the child in me. The child in me. She began to sound like a broken record. The child in me. I surmised that she was seeing herself as a young child. That had a sound. That time that she was talking about had a sound. Later in the day, they would come back, she said. The plane, I mean, the airplane. Flying in formation in the sky. Making their riding in the sky. I thought they could see me and was giving me a show just to entertain my poor lonely soul. They flew just low enough for me to read the writing on the plane. I began jumping up and down, waving to them. I felt like they saw me and was doing all that entertaining just for me. Do you suppose they saw me? She turned to me and asked. I really thought that they saw me. Hmm, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But whenever I felt sad and alone, I could hear the sound. I could see myself flying, flying high and doing formations. Hey, flying high above all the bad stuff. I wondered to myself and I wanted to ask her what the bad stuff was. But I didn't want to break her concentration. She began to repeat herself. Flying, flying, flying high. High above all the bad stuff. She fell asleep just as I knew she would, just as I hoped that she would. I gathered my things and tipped out. I wasn't sure if she would be there waiting for me with more stories or whether she would have heard the ultimate sound beckoning her to come home. Either way, Either way, I told myself, it was still a blessing. Either way was a win-win for both she and I. I would still miss saying to her, what you thinking, Miss Callie? What you thinking? They came and took her away so that she could rest. I wanted to pray that I would see her again 
and yet I wanted her to rest. I wanted her soul to be at peace. So I just kissed her shiny face. I wet my lips one more time and placed wet kisses all over her face. She didn't wake up. She stayed quiet. She stayed asleep. What you thinking, Miss Callie? What you thinking? Stay tuned for the next episode of The Sound of Time. Thank you for listening. God bless.